You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to Cure Leaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant. Cure Leaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location. Hey, it's Dustin Hawkinsmith from Penn Live. I've got your Penn State talking points, four of them, for Thursday, November 17th, just a couple days out from Penn State's road season finale at Rutgers on Saturday. That's a 3.30 p.m. kickoff uh, in Piscataway. And we do have predictions on the site um, as of Thursday morning. And a consensus has emerged, not that this is a big surprise, but that Penn State uh, will be a winner in this game is the pick from virtually everybody that you'll see um, across the national landscape and locally as well. Uh, the, The big question being, will Penn State cover the 20 and a half point spread somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, the Penn Live staff and the guests that we had from various Rutgers outlets all do see a lopsided win, uh, a majority of which I believe have Penn State covering that point spread. Rutgers is four and six, one and six in the Big Ten. They've lost three straight games, they've lost six out of their past seven. They rank number 121 nationally in total offense, number 125 in pass efficiency. Number 117 in third down conversion rate, and they're number 114 in scoring. So you can see that the stats back up the narrative, which is a true narrative, and it's been true under Greg Schiano and for a while at Rutgers, that they're just going to struggle to move the ball. Not very dynamic on offense. They haven't really had an answer, either short-term or long-term, at the quarterback position. And so that's the type of formula that can get you in trouble against this Penn State defense because they're so good on the back end. And that's whether Joey Porter Jr. returns from his appendicitis issue or whether he doesn't. They're so good one-on-one in coverage that it gives Manny Diaz any option that he wants to disrupt the opposing offense. And in Rutgers' case, doesn't seem like it's that difficult to do. It seems like... You know, especially judging off of Indiana and Maryland over the past two weeks, really good, solid defensive performances all around, including a shutout against Maryland, which many seem to think is a possibility again against Rutgers. Back-to-back shutouts would be something. But Penn State was able to win at the point of attack a majority of their one-on matchups a majority of the time. And so when that happens, it really makes it difficult for the opposing offense, whether they're a good offense or not, uh, to get a lot done and to move the ball with consistency. Rutgers is going to try to run it. And I think Penn State, if they're able to take that away and make Rutgers one-dimensional, the the formula is in place to not just win and not just cover, but to p- potentially pitch that shutout, uh, get that third straight win, improve the 9-2 and two with one more game to go at home against Michigan State. That's obviously the goal here and something that I don't think Penn State's going to have a lot of, uh, a lot of trouble doing. I picked the game 31-6 to six in favor of Penn State. 
You know, just accounting for some kind of fluky thing to happen or if Rutgers gets a short field, if they get a turnover, whatever the case might be, I think it's hard to pitch. It's hard to predict a shutout, but I think Penn State's going to win this one handily and cover that point spread. Also this week, we heard from uh, senior safety Jair Brown reflecting on his Penn State career. The finish line is officially in sight. His days are numbered uh, for all Penn State seniors, but especially for Jair Brown, who's worth mentioning. Uh, Brown said this week that it's been one hell of a ride, and he's trying to slow these last two weeks down, two weeks of the regular season to go. You will have some prep time for a bowl game and then the bowl game itself, obviously. So, you know, Jair Brown might be a candidate to potentially sit out a bowl game and protect his NFL draft stock. That's a little too far ahead right now, but... Um, he has emerged uh, this season and last as one of Penn State's top playmakers, whether that's on offense or on defense. It was important for Penn State in this defensive backfield for somebody to take the torch from Jaquan Brisker and move that safety position forward. Jair Brown has done an unbelievable job of that. Really cut from a similar cloth to Jaquan Brisker in that there aren't many limits in terms of the types of plays that he can make. He can't really poke a lot of holes in his game, and I think he's destined for a similar future as Jaquan Brisker, who went uh, to the Chicago Bears in the NFL draft, and he is one of the top rookie defenders in the NFL right now. Like him, Jair Brown is rangy, he's physical, he's instinctive, just has a way of being around the ball and making good things happen. Leads the team in tackles from his spot at safety, also leads the team in interceptions with three, He's got three sacks, five and a half tackles for loss, three pass breakups, and four quarterback hurries. So you see his stats cover the whole gamut of categories there and show not only the the way that he's capable of making plays, but the positions that Manny Diaz has put him in to make those plays. Penn State is going to miss him in the future, and James Franklin said this week that he's a guy that's just not talked about enough. I don't think that that's true locally. I think Penn State fans appreciate him. Maybe nationally in terms of that All-American conversation, he's not getting enough love. But maybe he jumps into that conversation. He certainly deserves it. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our locations, including our new State College Dispensary located at 1248 South Atherton Street. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. Shifting gears to recruiting for a moment, a couple key items to pay attention to this week. Uh, The first National Signing Day is not all that far off, a little over a month away in December Uh, Two pieces of news to know on the bad side. Four-star defensive back Jakari Nelson visited Ole Miss last weekend. That was his second trip to Oxford since the fall began. And this one was an official visit. So the interest level certainly seems to be there for Lane Kiffin and that Ole Miss program. And remember, this is a kid from Alabama. He's a really interesting prospect, 6'4", 200-plus pounds, could be a linebacker, could be a really interesting safety. 
Uh, he's from the state of Alabama, so he's from the South, and we've seen Penn State secure commitments from kids in this region before and have a hard time getting to the finish line with those same kids. Uh, you had Tamarian Parker, who's a four-star defensive end from Alabama, decommit earlier. You also had Marcus Stokes, a quarterback from Florida, decommit, and he committed to the Florida Gators. So the difficulty is not new. The rewards can be great recruiting the South. There's also a lot of risk involved here. So at this point, I would say Old Miss is a viable threat for Jakari Nelson just because it's closer to his home. Uh, he's able to get there and back. And Ole Miss is a pretty good program. So this is definitely one worth watching. I don't think we've seen anything in terms of predictions that he will decommit. But I think there's a little smoke here and there could be some fire as well. So stay tuned. On the flip side, there is some good news. Penn State is trending up for Daniel Harris, who's a four-star cornerback from Miami, Florida. Penn State was a finalist to land him before he ultimately committed to Georgia. He decommitted uh, this week. And now Penn State is trending up in his 24-7 sports crystal ball. Uh, he could be a big get late in the 2023 cycle. This is a nice development for Penn State, which you know has a, a pretty full class to this point, but still has work to do. And anytime you can add a top 100 type player like Daniel Harris, uh, this late in the cycle it would be a huge addition to Penn State's class. So that one is worth watching. That's another kid from the South. Penn State doing work in Florida, this time late in the 2023 cycle. Keep an eye on whether Daniel Harris takes a visit to Penn State or whether he just ultimately makes a commitment. So that is, I think both of those things are on the table as you go into the final month or so of the early signing period. One last note, um, Penn State has burnt quite a few red shirts of true freshmen this, this season. Uh, Drew Shelton sits at four games as well. He could be due for a fifth. He's been filling in for Olu Fashanu at left tackle. But Christian Driver has played in just one game so far, so his red shirt is not threatened at all. But we did learn this week that Christian Driver was working on both offense and defense. And then we learned from James Franklin Wednesday night that he will be shifting to wide receiver in the future. Uh, Tyler Donahue from Lions 247 initially reported uh, Driver working on both sides of the ball. That should continue uh, to get his feet wet at the wide receiver position, but also still have him learning and understanding the defense in case he's needed late in the 2022 season. Uh, Driver's a four-star from Texas. He was listed as a recruit as either a wide receiver or a safety he arrived at Penn State, started his career at cornerback. Uh, he's the son of former Green Bay Packers star Donald Driver, so he's got some NFL pedigree. Uh, and you can see that in his game on offense or defense. Uh, so he started his Penn State career at cornerback. James Franklin said the plan all along was to get his feet wet at cornerback and give him some confidence and coverage and then move him to safety. But ultimately, Driver said he's more comfortable at wide receiver. It's not the first time he expressed that sentiment. So I think uh, the, the goal here will be to keep working him on both sides of the ball as the 2022 season wraps up and then go full speed ahead with Christian Driver as a wide receiver for 2023. Uh, Penn State's depth at wide receiver going forward is an interesting storyline to watch. You're definitely losing Mitchell Tinsley after this season. There's also a decent chance that Parker Washington exits early for the NFL. And then you don't have a lot of uh, established um, solidified roles beyond those two guys. You've definitely got some guys who are who are contenders, but I think Penn State's depth chart uh, 
is, is very much in flux, and now you add Christian Driver's name to it. Thanks for tuning into this edition of the Blue White Breakdown. As always, be sure to follow along the daily Penn State podcast from Penn Live. Those can be found anywhere podcasts are. Everything else we do is available at PennLive.com/slash Penn State Football. And we'll see you next time here on the Blue White Breakdown. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Visit us soon at our new State College location.